Good people. Peace. Fee, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Nice. Feeling warm. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Hey. Hey, Fee, you look real grown over there. <laughs> Don't you even start. <laughs> Y'all, y'all start, we are in. He's talking about me. We are in Felicia's parents' living room, designed by her grandmother. This is the white room. This is the white room because the carpet is white. You know the room we're not supposed to be in. <laughs> but we are in this room, and Felicia's sitting in a chair her grandfather made. That's right. She has on made this chair. She has on her mother's beret. I have on my mom's beret. Okay, and she's sitting with her legs crossed, so she's really grown. It keeps talking about my beret. I've been rocking this beret for three days now. This I like is it. The beret. <laughs> I like it. I like the. I like the feeling. Yeah. Um, I like what I'm prepared to acknowledge today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this space of soul affirmations, I am often able to articulate my values and my feelings according to the work that I do in myself to understand my feelings and, you know, be at peace with them. But I recently experienced (laughs) a challenge (laughs) in which I can identify that my feelings don't match my values. (laughs) They're like, they're like far from agreeing. Okay. Okay. Your ability to note this is profound to me, to me, because sometimes we can just get lost in the feeling. But to make note that the feeling is not in alignment with the values. Hmm. For, okay. I want to. I want to open with an affirmation. Okay. I'll read it. I'll amend it, and we can. I can tell you how I'm feeling today. All right. So <laughs> we're going to be reading from the Soul Affirmations Toolkit. For Reflecting and Manifesting Light Within, page 58. 58. And it reads, It is necessary for me to love myself through my mistakes. If examined correctly, they can be some of my best learning moments. Mm. It is necessary for me to love myself through my mistakes. If examined correctly, they can be some of my best learning moments. Now, I want to say that in this context, I wouldn't identify my feelings as a mistake. But I will identify that my feelings not being aligned with my values leaves me room to investigate. Mm. And I could also experience some of my best learning moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so y'all know I got a big family. Okay. <laughs> uh, that includes my siblings and some of the extended family that I grew up with, like siblings. How many and siblings? There are eight of us. Nine in total. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this case, we are with family, family friends, 
We spend a lot of time together. <laughs> okay. These are also the same people who have been a part of our village through grief, through reframe, through love. So these are permanent people in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We share closeness and proximity and values. Mm-hmm. But yo, <laughs> Kamali was playing with her cousin and he decided to hit her. Felicia, take over. I'm getting worked up. <laughs> so I don't know how it happened per se. I've seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just decides that he doesn't like something and his reaction is to throw something that's in front of him. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think he picked up some... Uh, clothes or a garment or something and threw it Mm -hmm. and Kamali's just sitting there looking up because Kamali wants to play that's it (laughs) I think it's that part for me I think it's like I know how badly she wants to socialize and play and so in her wanting to play with her cousin he throws the clothes I think it it hits her but it's close and I'm like hey hey man and then immediately after, he picks up a uh, tiny tin paint can that doesn't have any paint in it. It's just a, a like a toy paint can and throws it at her face. And Kamali immediately starts crying in her cry. You know, that cry. There, there's the cry. And, and that cry applies to everything. But this one, I know she was hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feelings and head. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the heck? You know? And and now it's like, okay, how do I respond here? Because I immediately want to react in a way where I feel like justice is being done for Kamali. You hear this? Y'all, y'all, y'all hear this shit? <laughs> justice. I need justice for okay. Kamali. We're going to write, that, we gonna write down that word. To be mm-hmm. Justice. Justice. You got to be careful when you start hearing words like justice. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. She did not deserve to be hit, man. Not my baby. Not my little sweet, my little sweetie who wants to play and socialize and have fun. So, you know, that happens in and and, and also they're like there was no agitation happening. There was so no. they weren't in the middle of a conflict <laughs> in which a conflict. Yeah, there was nothing happening. It was just whatever he was experiencing. And it could have been fatigue. He might have been tired. Yeah, tired. That that was do late. <laughs> so his dad grabs him and Fee grabs Kamali and I'm just processing and assessing. And it's so funny because we'd otherwise spend so much time together. But in all of one sudden, I stood up, grabbed my bags and said, we out. Right? <laughs> we out of here. Now. I was like, it's time to go home. It's time to go to bed. It's just, it's just time. We did hug them. Oh yeah, um, we because got kissed. yeah, that that love is never going to change in that way. But <laughs> I, I think his dad said to him too, like, see what you did? now now everybody's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, his dad, see what you did now everybody leaving because <laughs> it, it, we just didn't have any more capacity. Uh, wanted to kind of get Kamali loved and yeah, rested wanted to make and situated. Sure and she and, knew like, hey, this is not okay for this you. This is not the norm. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to sit here through this. Like it's okay. But check though. But check. My favorite part is 
all the shit me and Felicia were talking on the way home. <laughs> and not not about them as a family. No, absolutely not about them as a family. It was actually just about the baby, right? <laughs> this is the worst part. <laughs> because we don't have any questions about their values as a family. We don't have any questions about him as a baby. Like, this family, we love you. No, we love him. We did not have capacity to do anything else but attend to Kamali. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, we all hugged. I even gave him a kiss. <laughs> Told him good night, and I loved him. But in the car, boy, oh boy, I was, <laughs> I was ready to bust a U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> we were just thinking about it. Like I, I even went to bed thinking about it, and I was like, dang. Like I think what hurt me the most is that, like I said, she just wanted to play. And so to have your desire and will to want to have fun be met with a can in your face, that's just hard, man. It doesn't matter. And I don't want her to like, I don't want that to take away her her light of play. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, the joy want, of play. I don't want her to lose her joy of play. But then I was thinking like, dang, okay, is this something that she needs to experience? Like, is this what life is going to be? And absolutely not. Life is, there's no analogy that says life is a, a can of paint in the face. No, I refuse to believe that's what life is. Man, but... But yes, like, and it's funny, Kariga was doing his own processing last night, as was I before bed. And I went to sleep just like hoping that, hey, like, hope she don't learn this type of behavior. Right. That's how you went to bed. That's that's really good. (laughs) So the next day, I went to bed. Oh, great. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Believing deeply in my conviction (laughs) to teach her to hit quick. Sharp. Quick, 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 because okay. <laughs> you're too kind. You're too, you're too kind, Kamali, and it's got to be quick. And <sighs> this is this is me being honest, y'all. But these are my thoughts, and these are like my real feelings. So much so that this morning when I woke up, even after my silent time of prayer, I still thought about pulling up on him. Right? <laughs> no, because I figured, look, I know where you live, right? <laughs> so, you're home. I, I I know your schedule. So I'm going to go pull up on you on behalf of Kamali and just have a talk with you. I wouldn't harm him, but I knew where to find him. So. And I'm just telling the truth, but go ahead. So today I call my, my other homegirl, our other friend. Fam. No, it starts with a, a message this morning. Oh, that's right. So I wake up to a message this morning from Kamali's little cousin. And it's like, you go straight to the text that I see. It's a video and it's his face. And I'm like, oh, this must be his apology. But it's narrated by his mom. It's narrated by his mom. It's so sweet. And he ends it with, first of all, I mean, he was really cute. Like mm-hmm. they they made sure his hair was done. He was clean for the day. He was just <laughs> as cute as a button. And at the end, he closes the message with a mwah, right? He sends a kiss. That's so kind. And I said, thank you. It's just so sweet. I, I laughed and I said, thank you. And later on, I end up talking to another good friend of ours, family. And uh, I tell her what happened. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm fresh off of it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, this this happened. I can't believe this happened. I'm still processing it. She's like, no, you know, we talking about it or whatever. And conversation goes on and her and I, we just talk about anything, just casually, anything that comes to our minds. And then she shares with me, that she was taking her son to a place where they can play from like nine to six, right? Mm -hmm. And it's only like $15 and they got soft play in there, Legos, all kinds of stuff, jumpers, ball ball pits. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you should bring Kamali. So I was like, okay, okay. They got nice kids there. (laughs) 
Let me go ahead and write that one down too. So far, we got justice and nice kids. Okay, they got nice kids there. And I meant it. What I'm asking is, my baby just got hit in the face with a with a tin paint can. Okay, and she wanted to play, and she was met with a can in her face. So I'm asking. I know that she don't know if every kid in there is nice. Uh-huh. But I was trying to ask her, like, hey, did you see any kids in there, like, throwing jabs or pushing each other? And that is not what she asked. <laughs> she asked, are there nice kids there? Now, but, but before we even get to Felicia's construct, I want to address the splinter in my own eye, okay? Mm-hmm. I believe deeply in love. I surrender to it. I know that everyone deserves it. And I've had this value for really long, formed by my time in education, that it that the children are our children. Right? They're not other people's kids. Mm-hmm. The children are our children. But when I'm at capacity, I only have capacity for my immediate children that are no one else's responsibility. And I'm going to tend to my responsibility with the highest level of presence and care and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, fidelity just going through the matter. So all of these things that I felt about pulling up on them, (laughs) about circling back, (laughs) about teaching her to hit, I didn't just, my words were not teaching her to hit back. My words were teaching her to hit quick and hit back, okay? (laughs) And I was deliberate. I meant the quick part. And I'm saying this like, yeah, that's how I feel. But I know that what I'm feeling does not align with my values. Mm -hmm. And it's not causing great conflict, but it's presenting a room for me to investigate my feelings now Mm -hmm. so that I don't permanently reside in them insofar as I see her as my baby girl because she will always be my baby girl. But my feelings cannot govern the totality of my being. And it leaves me room to understand. It leaves me room to find teachable moments in all the intersections. I don't have an answer on today's episode about how I feel when she experiences physical harm. I don't have an a larger evolved perspective around love and empathy. I don't have that yet. Okay. Not today's episode. What I have is (laughs) making sure that my feelings do not position me against my people, making Mm -hmm. sure that my feelings don't position me against uh, people with different experiences. Then Kamali has or I have we have Mm -hmm. and making sure that my feelings don't position me against those who don't have access to some of the frameworks that we use in parenting Mm. Mm -hmm. okay Mm. and this actually has nothing to do with the family that family has access tools resource values them as my people. Mm-hmm. I'll go back over there today and hang out. Uh, we, yeah, I think we are. Okay, see. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, 
that, so I'm, I'm afforded the opportunity to investigate my feelings with a family that I identify with. But what happens if I experience this with a family I don't identify with? Right. Right. What do I then start saying about the parents and what they need to be doing? Because that's how quickly it comes out, right? What you need to do, right? Or if they are parenting in a way that I feel is creating uh, potential harm for my baby, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, who am I to start talking about other people's parenting, right? And and maybe I won't. Maybe maybe I won't say nothing about your parenting. Maybe I'll still just pull up. <laughs> but I'm not saying that I, that's the value that I choose. But I realized how quickly this conversation started to include language and feelings that I identified to be part of a larger, a larger construct. Mm-hmm. And that larger construct is problematic for me based on my time in education and understanding mm-hmm. how communities are designed and what resources they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, let's just address my own willingness to hit back quick and hit fast. <laughs> but uh, when, when Fee started talking about justice, I'm, I'm riding right I'm in the car. So y'all got a picture of me driving right now. I got, I'm only got one hand at 12 o'clock. Okay. It's just one hand at 12 and I'm driving and I'm looking over kind of giving a little side eye. I'm like justice. Okay. I, <laughs> Heard that language before. It sounds like law and order, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Justice for your mommy. I said, the hell? <laughs> and then I heard what she was talking to our friend and she said, <laughs> what, they, they what was nice the question? Kids there? Are there nice kids there? And I said, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> and I said to her, I was like, yeah, I know you probably can't really tell me if all the kids is nice, but like. I'm asking in are my you head seeing... I'm immediately thinking y'all this is what's happening in my head in my head I'm saying the nice kids there this place the kids change from day to day from minute <laughs> to minute so when you're asking are there nice kids there are you are you actually asking about the kids and every single kid that comes through or are you asking about the community that the kids come from or the experiences that they have because how do how do we ask the question are there are the kids kind they're like huh I don't know who comes every day, mm. but we start to create mm. <laughs> instances and values about, <laughs> now nah, I don't see too much rough playing there, right? Like, so we're not going back, right? I don't see too much hitting. Yeah. We're not going back. Yeah. And every parent reserves that right. And I think that is discretion and that is um, to be applied in every instance. And I know you want to have like general good practices, but generalizing too much turns into a set of people with a set of privileges mm-hmm. that constantly admonish and otherize other people and their experiences. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if I sit up here with time to read and write affirmations mm. and heal and love and experience grief to be up here otherizing <laughs> children and their families and the community they come from. It is my truest and deepest goal to have my feelings align with my values. Mm-hmm. I don't yet know how to do that concerning Kamali. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I'm aware of that. I don't, I don't quite know how to do that. And I'm really hoping, <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm really hoping Cause you know I've been in schools for a really long time, and I've mm-hmm. and I've seen some things that weren't very all kind at all. All I can think about is all of the 
unkind things I've seen <laughs> and the parents who come to get justice for their children. <laughs> I can recall so many instances of finding a parent past the, the line of, I'm talking about on the playground talking to the child that offended their child. And I would think to myself, how the, why do they think they can do this? Uh-huh. And now I understand. <laughs> now I understand. Mercy. It's like, oh, I get it. You are past. It's not that you think it's right. It is more the notion that you are past capacity. And when you are at this space, you're unregulated. Yep. Right. And a set of responses may generate that are not common to who you are and how you process from day to day. But mm-hmm. concerning your baby. Hold on, y'all. Concerning. Mm. You might roll up. Now, this is this is crazy <laughs> because I actually, in some instances, I always understood it. Right. <laughs> not justify it i could understand how it is happening in emotional regulation mm-hmm. because i see the same behavior in children okay. and just because we are chronologically older doesn't mean we have the experiences or the cognitive mm-hmm. ability to regulate our f- emotions and when we're being challenged mm-hmm. i mean that's just humanity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some people's meter is just a lot lower right like mm-hmm. this is going this is going to cause me to cross the line <laughs> Like, no, man, we can can actually work this out. We got the parent available for a conference. You don't have to roll up on the playground. But I understand what is happening internally where you might act against better judgment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I wonder wonder what that car ride home is, right? (laughs) Like, Like your child didn't act up. You did. You came to the school active. Your your child did not break the rules. Your child was harmed by another child. Your child did not break the rules. Your child was harmed by another child. However, you, parent, you came and broke every rule you could find. You cited the rules you were going to break before you broke them. And what is that car ride home like? I don't want to know, Felicia. Listen to me. I don't want to know that car ride. I hope all my whole audience can help me and hear me. I don't want to know what that car ride is because I've seen so many of them happen. I was just and say. I don't want to be in that seat. <laughs> but I might be. Y'all, I'm laughing so hard right now only because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. And I'd be thinking to myself like, yo, y'all, parents is wilding. Hey, Real listen, life. But <laughs> so in this wilding though, it creates a response to those unfavorable experiences. And oftentimes parents who have the resources, one being capital and the other being time, right? Mm-hmm. I think the most precious capital in the parenting experience is time. Mm-hmm. Not as much money because, well, time is the thing that gets spent, right? You just try to get a little of it. Mm-hmm. And then with the remainder, you're trying to earn a living for the family. Mm-hmm course include purpose and reflective time but generally the parents who have the time one or more parents it is an economic privilege to have that type of time to be invested and present in your child's learning experience yeah somebody is providing the financial resources in order for you to be able to do that i've seen in many instances families who have access to the resources like to create communities 
that are like them mm. for them mm. and those communities can be formed on behalf of economic privilege they can be formed on behalf of economic privilege and race mm. um, yeah those are usually the two stratifications <laughs> right man so and how quickly that community forms a value, right? And anything outside of this expectancy model is potential harm. Mm. And that's how quickly you can position yourself mm. against people who are otherwise should be seen as your community. Mm -hmm. But that's a heightened level of assessment and analysis that not everybody's able to do when they have experienced their child experiencing harm and the range of emotions that goes through them. Mm -hmm. One, because every parent at least wants to protect their child right. from other people's harm or some people's harm, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it gets tricky. It gets tricky. And I'm learning in this parenting experience, different from my pre previous parenting experience, how good it's going to get and how much it's going to challenge us. Because I could not believe I woke up feeling the way I was feeling. <laughs> now, I didn't wake up with it on my mind, but it, it popped in. And I did not push that thought away. Okay. Once it came, I was like, yeah, about that. <laughs> it's unique, man. I think even true. I mean, being a parent in, in this way where I'm able to care for my child in my arms. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, I don't know if otherwise, mm -hmm. but after experiencing a loss, there is this desire to do right by the child in every way, in nurturing, making sure that their needs are met, water or food, or like I even sit and play with Kamali and I, now I'm thinking about what her interactions are like and how her character is being formed. I want to make sure that I am doing things the right way. This is one of, well, it's not one of the first challenges I've been met with where I am assessing whether or not I'm doing it right. I think maybe when a child gets sick, that's one of those things. It's like, damn, okay, what could have I done differently? Mm -hmm. It's, I'm feeling kind of the same thing in this scenario because I'm, it's like riding a bike. That's, that's the analogy I'm going to use. It does not hurt as much in my core as, as I'm trying to like wrestle and figure out if I should have done something differently. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm making room for the learning opportunity that these types of challenges bring. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and I guess it's back to the affirmation that you selected. It's necessary for me to learn. Is, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, it says, it's necessary for me to love myself through my mistakes. Mm. If examined correctly, if examined correctly, mm. that's, the, that's the operation. They can be some of my best learning moments. Mm. And I think that I'm fortunate and both privileged to be able to examine correctly. And to do that in a space that 
potentially opens up the conversation for other parents. And I think that when we have these types of conversations, mm -hmm. someone may be across the room saying, you know what, I, I felt like that, but hadn't had time to process it in this way. And I also hope that all parents have access to this because our children will one day share community together, share recess together. Man, right? what will that be like? <laughs> and I'm not yet evolved. <laughs> so <laughs> keep your hands to yourself. And now I'm playing, but. <laughs> no, this is, it's just so funny because I, it takes me back to Rose's days. I remember Kariga holding a restorative justice circle for two kindergartners. Had to. Had to. Kindergartners, y'all. Had to. Had to. It had to be done. They both had to feel safe, loved, heard, seen, mm, valued. How important that is. Because it's framing for them the way the world works. Yeah. Which then informs their character. Yeah. And it is a tragedy for any child to have their light put out. But light is also supposed to, yes, shine and and be, mm -hmm. but in the human context, it also has to include a bit of resiliency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is, the things that are happening to me are not the definition of who I am, right? Their experiences, not my identity. Mm -hmm. And learning to navigate that is big work. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things that is really afforded when communities get to think like this and talk like this, it frames for our children a world where we are examining our thoughts and our feelings. Mm -hmm. But I'll just be damned if I turn into those people who don't want their kids to play with those children. Mm crazy part is those people are our people mm. and those children are our children in a human context I, now I have dealt with some people who are not my kind okay, and I don't force myself to be around them I don't force myself to be seen or valued by them mm -hmm. but they aren't too far removed from self because my response to this has shown me so much more about myself, so much more about people, and why sometimes we do the things we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, I appreciate you challenging my question. <laughs> no, seriously, like it makes it really is evidence of how quickly we can otherize folks. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate you bringing in the sociological lens of how it literally like it does it by socioeconomic class and race, like you said. You have to do it. But we also know that grief has taught us how important belonging is. And connectedness. Man. You ain't lying. It's a damn shame about quitting you want to disconnect somebody. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. So my question to you is are are we gonna hold a restorative justice Circle for these two. Absolutely not. <laughs> Neither are yet. Neither are yet cognitively at how, the functioning level to. How do we meet them at their cognitive level? 
love them. They all know what love is. Okay. Come on, Rega. They know what it is. They know what love is. Yeah. They come they knowing what it is. They came here knowing it. Yeah. They know what it is. So you love them. You love them and you love both of them and you love all of them. And you love as much of these children as you can. Especially the one who seems to cause harm more often than not. Mm-hmm. What happens is when we see it, when we see that child cause harm, that's just what we can see. What we don't see is the harm that's caused to them and why they respond this way. Mm-hmm. In a session recently, I expressed that children who are safe don't harm other children. Mm-hmm. While some schools and some communities identify the one who causes harm as a threat to everyone else's safety. I beg us to question, is the child who caused harm actually safe? Not in, that, in this case, our nephew. This is just child behavior. But when you think to, and when you go and you evolve into, further down the road, mm-hmm. it remains true. Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. Love people love people. And it's hard to love hurt people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that babies are hurt people. This is all just part of learning. T- space, distance, mm-hmm. force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when this happens on the playground, what will I do? <laughs> so I'm going to read this affirmation uh, as we close, if you don't mind. It's, okay. it's in your book and it's on page 20. Lent to us by the George Washington Carver. How far you go in life depends on your being tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic of striving, and tolerant of the weak and strong, because someday in your life you will have been all of these. Mm, That's a bar. It is. George Washington Carver. We thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Kariga and Felicia. And the listener. Thank you all for allowing us to unpack this part of our identity, (laughs) affirming ourselves and learning and growing through parenthood and this experience this way. Be sure to share this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bring it back to us a few years later to see how we feel. But uh, engage and share. And until we cross paths again, may we all love more abundantly. Peace.